Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Football, by the hell. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this week's uh, extra special Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host. I am Chris. Uh, with me as ever, I've got Ryan. Hello. And really, really, really excited by this after far too long an absence, although she has got a very good excuse. Um, we've got Emma. Hi. How you doing, all right? I'm good, thank you. So what have you been up to? you become a mummy, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Not in the Egyptian sense, in the <laughs> parental sense. Yes, my daughter is seven months old now. Seven months old? Yeah. Oh, she's sleeping through the night? She does. Oh, I hate you. She's a lovely baby. <laughs> my eight and six-year-olds still don't sleep through the night. She Maybe they're just punishing you. It feels like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> uh, right, so... Um, has she got anything football yet? Has she got a onesie of any particular team? Yeah, she has. Um, she's actually just outgrown them. A Portsmouth um, sleep suit and a Bristol Rovers sleep suit. But she has outgrown them both now. Has she? Mm-hmm. Has she... They were only six months. Has she expressed a preference for either one? No. No? <laughs> she shits all over both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's a Southampton fan. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, right, well, this week we're going to talk about Norwich, uh, not Norwich City, uh, Leicester City. Um, that was a Freudian slip, Emma. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Leicester City becoming league champions. Uh, we're going to talk about what's left for Spurs, bits and bobs of Roundup, a bit of Champions League and a bit of Premier League action coming this weekend. So, we're recording this on Wednesday night, so we know what's happened in the Champions League for um, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. We don't know what's happened for Manchester City, so you might hear some oohs and ahs of gasps as we sort of watch that um but first let's go back to monday night leicester city football club are champions of the premier league who would have thought that back in august it's just ridiculous isn't it really like thinking about the odds and everyone's obviously touting the five thousand to one odds at the start of the season it's just madness to think that they are actually premier league champions they're going to be you know high seeds in the champions league next year that sentence is just crazy for me yes they as the champions they get um preferential seeding don't they yeah um emma you're a portsmouth fan if people remember the um you were so close you nearly touched this didn't you about five years ago six years ago what the premier league title you could i don't know what you probably could have done (laughs) with a different set of circumstances and a more frugal manager you could probably be there now Maybe not the Premier League, but you could be, you know, certainly Champions League chasing, couldn't you, if the dream hadn't all gone wrong? Yeah. That's not too much of a... Uh, that's not too much of a sort of pie-in-the-sky thinking, is it? Before before all of, obviously, the dirty laundry got aired, yeah, and I think it could have been, but 
we were spending money we didn't have, whereas Leicester obviously haven't. Yeah, well, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if they'd if you'd spent a bit more frugally, do you think you could have sustained yourself in the Premier League and pushed on to something similar? I wouldn't say similar. I think they could have become a, a Premier League team that's there every year, but I don't I think I think that's even a bit far fetched for the most loyal of Pompey fans to think. <laughs> Does it give you any kind of hope because you've got Andy King who's been with this team since League One you've got the team made up of various different journeymen um, and the narrative is that they've come together one for all and all for one the team is greater than the some of its parts um, does this I'd give say you it, Go on. I'd say it gives me more hope as a Bristol Rovers fan looking at the likes of Matty Taylor and comparing him to Jamie Vardy um, and the fact that it was, again, five years ago that I watched Leicester play in League One against Bristol Rovers. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's unique. I don't think it'll ever be repeated again. You don't think that with the TV money coming in in a few, you know, next season, you can't see something like West Ham or Southampton pushing on for something like this? No, I think this will be a bit of a culture shock for the sort of traditional top, well, now five. And I think they'll, they will push on harder. And I think the money in the Premier League for the best players will just go crazy and it will make an even bigger gap between the sort of us and them. Okay. Ryan, would you like some stats? Go for it. Some Leicester City stats. Uh, well, big, perhaps the most important one so far is Peter Schmeichel's sperm has got more Premier League trophies than Steven Gerrard. <laughs> I saw that the other day and I just I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Since April 2015, Leicester City have played 45, won 29, drew 12, lost 4. Um, scored 82 goals, let in... Um, I wrote 4. I'm assuming it's more than 4. But anyway, they've got 99 points. Um, bearing that in mind, their pass completion is the lowest in the Premier League and their uh, possession, they are 18th in the Premier League for, which gives you some kind of idea of how they play. Um some rather odd ones, more odd statistics. Uh, Mark Schwartz, Ryan, has won back-to-back Premier League titles with two different clubs, um, despite not playing a single game. Eric Cantona was the last person to get back-to-back titles. And Richard Delat could top his Premier League title uh, medal off with a championship medal, because he's unknown at Middlesbrough, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, that's as topsy-turvy as the world goes. Anyone want to hazard a guess at those four teams Leicester have lost against? Oh. Oh. Uh, I know two of them. Got them. Arsenal and Liverpool. Yes, you can have a bonus point for Arsenal because they lost twice to them. I don't know who before. So those who they've lost to this season. Uh, well, there's those, but I think they lost last season to Ryan. Oh, I don't know. I'm only going to go with, the, I'd say like Manchester City or something, but I'll, I don't actually know if that's true. I'll give you a clue. You support them. Oh, yeah, of course, Chelsea. There you go. I remember. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> um, I've written some notes down here about Leicester. You know, how have they done this? I've written togetherness. Is it their recruitment style, manager style? Have other teams been terrible? Um, have they just been completely and utterly free of pressure? I mean, you look at when they conceded the goal on Sunday to Manchester United. They didn't look like a team under pressure at all. They just got on with their game and um, and cracked on and scored. They've been behind for really about half an hour um, playing time, haven't they, since the turn of the year. What What is it that means Leicester has won this league? I think it's a combination of everything, really. I mean, the quality of the, the teams around them in terms of the top teams has dramatically dropped. I don't think that's sort of... What do you think Spurs have really underperformed? Crazy. I, 
It's difficult. I think yes and no. Um, Spurs have had a very good season, but it's that thing of the teams around them, same with Leicester, that they had not performed to their ability. And take nothing away from Leicester, I think they've been a stunning team all season. I think they've, they were more than well deserve it. Um, but to see, I know Chelsea finishing 10th and Manchester City and Arsenal struggling, it, it's, it shows where that this league is this year and the quality's not where it was. Does that taint the victory in any way, do you think, the fact that the other teams have underperformed? I don't think so, mainly because, and this is where Leicester's credit is, if they, if it was a problem with the other teams, then Leicester wouldn't have won so many games. And uh, I think that they're beating teams well, and it's they're beating teams that supposedly should be much higher than them. Like, you know, the big boys, they're, they're beating them comfortably or sort of giving them a really good game. So it's not like they're getting smashed by the top four and then the top four are, are then dropping points elsewhere. Leicester have just been consistent throughout the entire season. Okay. What do you reckon, Emma? Do you put it down to any one thing in particular? Um, no. I don't think... I think... Um, I think it's helped this season with the other teams not being as good but I don't think I don't think we will look back on this season and think oh yeah but Leicester won it because everyone else was shit I don't think that will ever sort of be thought I think it will always be because Leicester were good and if and I actually feel really sorry for Spurs because I think if it wasn't for Leicester everyone would have been behind them to win and I think and I think for both of them they'll sort of have this season and then they'll sort of go again I don't think either of them will be as good next season as they have been this season. Spurs? You don't think the Spurs will be as good? No. I think I, I think I've just, like my theory again that everyone's going to step their game up next season. And I think Spurs will sort of be thinking they'll carry on from what they've done this season and it won't, it just won't compete. I think they'll still be up there, but I don't think they will be winning the title next season. Could you argue that Spurs have possibly overperformed. Manchester United are par for where they should be um, with the problems they've had and, and the transition probably still from Fergie that they're going through. Arsenal have been par because that's where Arsenal always finished. That's really only Chelsea that have underperformed. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say Chelsea have underperformed, but I think the other teams have as well. I think you wouldn't expect Manchester City to be sitting really on this on this point points tally at this part of the season they've lost far too many games and, and or, or drawn in positions they definitely shouldn't be and I think that's where the I think teams have just dropped points against I can't tell if the competition's getting better or the teams have just underperformed mm. if you look at teams like West Ham who have been consistent all season and are doing sort of fairly well I think the, the, the teams are getting better around the league and that's causing everyone else to sort of need to be better to, to stay where they are. Okay. Uh, you're going to say something, Emma? Uh, no, just uh, we're another one that have underperformed this year. Okay. Um, who's on Monday night's game? Then? This is where Spurs lost it. Uh, Leicester's draw at Manchester United on Sunday meant that uh, Tottenham had to win at Chelsea for them to stay in the title race. Uh, of course, they were 2-0 up and um, ended up drawing 2-2. Who saw this actual game? I did. Yeah, I did. You did. Um... Spurs really pretty much lost their heads and threw this away. Uh, but they were doing this from the first minute or so, weren't they? Kyle Walker 
um, had a little kick at Pedro and a rather nasty tackle on him. And then he threw some snot at Diego Costa as well, didn't he? <laughs> and that was why they were winning. It it was incredible to watch this sort of capitulation of, of the Spurs side. I mean, they were aggressive, as you said, from, from the offset. But Did they when need that, to be? Definitely not. Chelsea definitely didn't seem up for it in the first few minutes. As to why Hazard didn't start, that's a different story. Um, I think Spurs were probably comfortable just to play their game and not worry too much about it. I don't know if they let the pressure get to them or the sort of fans' impact. I don't know, but they just threw caution to the wind and just thought, we're just going to have Chelsea tonight. Let's just smash them into pieces, apparently. Yeah, Emma, there was some sledging, certainly from William, as he was rubbing his um, Premier League champions badge in the direction of the Spurs fans uh Chelsea fans as well were making their feelings known as to who they wanted to win the league do you think that had any bearing on how Spurs behaved on the pitch um I don't think I don't think the fans would have had any impact I think I think I don't know I can't describe it they and it wasn't like you said it wasn't when Chelsea got a goal back it got worse but it started from the, the minute the game started they just looked nervous and they looked that like anything would rattle them, and Chelsea just thought, "Oh, let's do it then. Let's do, you, do anything we can to annoy them." Do you and think it worked. It, well, it did. Do you think this is something Pochettino probably asked them to do? Um, maybe you'd seen the comments from Fabregas and Hazard about how they wanted Leicester to win, and maybe Spurs thought that Chelsea were going to try extra hard. So they thought if they if they get at them first, then it might intimidate them into conceding those two goals. I wouldn't have thought so because as much as. Chelsea definitely fans would obviously not want Spurs to win the league. I think that was all talk from the players, and I think if I don't, no offence, Ryan, I don't think if, <laughs> if Spurs hadn't have gone for Chelsea, I don't think Chelsea would have been like I don't think the players would have been that bothered. It was an intense atmosphere, but it crescendoed into that. I don't think I think Spurs came out a bit feisty, and Chelsea were like, "Oh, okay, we can play this then." We're up for a bit of this. Yeah. Yeah. We're famous for that sort of thing. So. <laughs> uh, well, both teams have been charged of failing to control their players. Um, and Moussa Dembele has got a further charge, hasn't he, for that eye gouge on Diego Costa? Yeah. Who I thought showed admirable restraint throughout the entire game. Like I said, he, he had that snot flicked at him by Kyle Walker. Who saw that? Yeah. <laughs> Did you not see it? They had a little tussle down by the byline in front of the Tottenham fans. And then Costa tried grabbing Walker's leg. Walker sort of shook it off and then he rubbed his nose or stuck his finger up his nose didn't he and flicked it back at Costa it was disgusting imagine if Suarez or Costa had done something like that, that that's that's a lot of the comments I've seen today is obviously the charges have come out and yeah it's the thing of if that was Costa it would be all over the back pages because that's that's the reputation he has and that reputation was surprising because he could have snapped last night. I wouldn't be surprised if he would have just probably headbutted someone. Well, he probably deserved a snap as well. Well, absolutely. And um, he so yeah, as you said, incredible restraint considering who he is. Yes. Um, it's still incredibly fun to watch. It was, to be honest, like, as a Chelsea fan, it was the funniest game I've watched in a long time. <laughs> um, I loved every minute of it. It was just ridiculous. Did you think that when, even at 2-0, did you think one goal and we're back in this and they're going to crack? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I was sort of hoping that that's what, that's what would happen. And I think it was just the, the way that they sort of just fell to pieces, especially when Hazard scored. 
and Pochettino's head went in his hands and then the rest of the players just thought, that's it, we've had it now, we've lost the league, let's just hack them to pieces. Because I get that they're frustrated and the atmosphere was sort of so much to, to aid that. But, I mean, some of the challenges that were going in were outrageously rough. Well, we all get frustrated on line of work. We just don't go around <laughs> kicking seven bells out of people in the office, do we? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I was going to make a point about hitting falling over, but... I well, I don't really know what happened there. I don't think anyone really does. And he sort of toppled over at the end, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Anything else anyone wants to say on that at all? The only thing I would say is how Clattenburg handled the game. Um, I'm genuinely surprised Mark Clattenburg even has a cup final. Um, He's a very good referee, I think. There's a lot of games where I watch him and I think you've got a lot wrong in this game. And unfortunately, I think that was the case on Monday night. He just, I don't think he knew what to do um, because it would have been a case of, I'm sure if, if he would have sent one player off, he probably would have had to send more off to set the standard. Because um, he was booking everyone, it was almost like, well, that's the level that they're at, that there's no need to, to send anyone off now. But, I mean, Eric Dyer had a couple of rough challenges that probably both warranted yellows. Lamella trodden thingy on Fabregas. Lamella, uh, well, Lamella's tackle on Fabregas, anyway. There was just a lot of high boots and sort of, you know, flailing legs in the tackles. And it's that thing of... you. I watched a compilation of them back from match of the day and you start to think, how, how did none of those players get sent off? Especially maybe, when there was nine yellow cards. Do you think maybe he was refereeing the occasion rather than the, the match, if you see what I mean? Yeah, I think it, if it would have been a standard match where there wasn't any sort of pressure on the title, I, I could probably see a couple of reds in that game. Um, maybe he didn't want to ruin the 11-11 sort of match as it was. Um, it just seemed like a very bizarre occasion and he just seemed to struggle. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of having your evening ruined by your nearest and dearest, uh, Dundee United were relegated on Monday night. Uh, they lost uh, 2-1 at Rivals Dundee. Did anybody see this? It was on BT Sport. This was quite good fun, this was. No, I didn't see it. This was great. Um, nil nil at half-time. Dundee United, you can see what happened and why they got relegated because they're terrible at the back. Um it was the, there were like sort of awful golf slices, um, sort of golf shots. The way that the sort of clearances were coming in. Uh, Dundee United took the lead, um, and then Dundee came and scored. Uh, Dundee United needed anything; they needed to win to stay up uh, or have any kind of chance of staying up. Uh, and then the very last minute, Dundee went and scored the winner, um, which, as you can imagine, pleased three quarters of the ground, not the <laughs> not the quarter behind the Dundee United goal, though. Uh, but yeah, it's really quite interesting and quite good fun to watch. Uh, Celtic are champions for the fifth, I think, straight time in a row. Um, in Australia's A-League, Adelaide United beat Western Sydney Wanderers 3-1 to win the A-League there. Uh, and in the Championship, Burnley got promoted on Monday, didn't they, Emma? They beat QPR 1-0. Uh, yeah, because and Brighton drew, didn't they, in the game before? Yes, they did. It was a 95th minute equaliser by James Wilson that helped them out, wasn't it? <laughs> So that so it goes down and uh, Middlesbrough and Brighton play each other on Saturday, don't they? Yeah, they do. Well, Burnley are top on ninety points. They are up on the back the fact that Borough and Brighton play each other. They got Borough on eighty-eight points, second and goal difference ahead of Brighton also on eighty-eight points. Middlesbrough are actually at home, um, and Charlton are at home to Burnley, who could obviously clinch to the league. Uh, 
I know Borough are at home, but you, this is still a really close one to call, isn't it? Definitely. Um, what's your water pointing either way? Um, I'll go with Brighton. Yeah, why is that? Um, I just... They've been there or thereabouts so many times now that I just think, I don't know, late maybe. Yeah, they got close last season. Middlesbrough, they've been down there quite a long time, but last season they challenged, didn't they? But the times before that, they haven't really, have they? No. No. Um, okay, Ryan, any inkling this might go? Uh, it's difficult, really, because um, I'm not. I don't watch that much championship. I couldn't really give a very informed answer. Just pretend. Um, That's what we will do. Uh, Middlesbrough. Good lad. There you go. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Okay, well, let's go down to League One then. Um, Wigan are promoted. Uh, I've wrote B apostrophe to help me out, Emma. Who's second in League One? League One? Yeah. I have a look for you. <laughs> I wrote B apostrophe to because I was running out of time. Brighton? No. We've just uh, done them, haven't we? Oh, sorry. Burton. Burton, that's it. Whew, there we go. That's <laughs> They're second, 84 points. Then you've got Warsaw on 81, Millwall, uh, 78, um, uh, Bradford on 77. Then you've got Barnsley on 71 and Scunthorpe on 71. So the, the fight for that last uh, playoff place goes down to the last game of the season. You've got Wigan champions at home to Burnley. You'd kind of... Uh, Burnley, I don't know, again. Uh, Barnsley. You'd kind of hope that would be a procession for Wigan and Barnsley could take advantage. And you've got Sheffield United at home to Scunthorpe. Uh, down the bottom... You've got pretty much Doncaster, Colchester and Crewe down. And then you've got Blackpool on 46 points uh, in the last place of relegation zone. And above them, you've got Fleetwood, their nearest and dearest rivals, on 48 points. Um, Fleetwood are at home to Crewe. Peterborough are at home to Blackpool. I've got a sneaky feeling that Fleetwood are going to win that and send their nearest neighbours down. Who disagrees with that or agrees? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. That's what's been shocking since they came down from the Premier League, haven't they? Oh, they have. And I think there's still allegations or, or uh, news that's come about the Oysters again this week, haven't they? I heard it on another I, podcast. I just can't quite remember what it was. I haven't. I've, there was big protest at the last home game again, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, you kind of feel sorry for Blackpool. A little bit you feel sorry for them, don't you? And the fact that there's only so far you can keep tumbling before you tumble out the league I mean you can probably sympathise with this can't you Emma yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan who do you think is going to go down uh, I, I literally have no idea <laughs> <laughs> right Emma give us a round up of league two how's this going uh, the final two places are, are, are the, the foot of the league are, um, are, are decided oh um who do you think has claimed uh, credit for Leicester City's victory in the Premier League? You're not going to get it. It's Chris Grayling, the Justice Secretary. He was Lord Chancellor when he made the decision to uh, intern the remains of Richard III in Leicester rather than move them to York. Um, <laughs> Leicester City now Premier League champions and York City have just been relegated out of the Football League, haven't they? Well, there you go. Is that a coincidence? I think not. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, there's something in this. Yeah, some time travelling going on here, I reckon. <laughs> Bill and Ted have influenced the Premier League. Um, Emma, go and give us a roundup of League Two. There's all the action at, at the top of the... I think Northampton are promoted, aren't they? Is there any other automatic places left for grabs? Yeah, second and third are up for grabs. Okay, by who? Or for who? By Accrington are in second at the moment on 84. Oxford are third on 83, and Bristol Rovers are fourth on 82. Bristol Rovers? I know a Bristol Rovers fan. <laughs> are you excited? Nervous? Um, I'm nervous, because if it stays the way it is at the moment, Bristol Rovers and Portsmouth will meet, potentially, at Wembley. Yep. And there's being a half-and-half half fan, and then there's seeing your team stay at Wembley in the playoff final. What do you do there? I think I'm going to go in Club Wembley and just have a really nice day out. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, Mr. Emma, he's a Portsmouth fan, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, so I presumably you'll be sat with the Portsmouth fans, are you? No, I'm being serious. I'm going to go in Club Wembley. I don't think I could go in either side. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right. Um, it, disaster in the big game tonight, by the way. Um... Truro City currently losing 2-0 to Maidstone in the Vanarama South playoffs. Forest a... Green scored an amazing goal against um, Dover in the in the National League Premier, whatever it is now. Of oh, the Vanarama Conference. <laughs> I don't know. As soon as Rovers got promoted, I deleted that out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Truro, if they win and get promoted in the playoff final, they're one league away from playing a league fixture against Plymouth Argyle, which would be a massive thing. Um, so, playoffs are pretty much decided as well, aren't they? It's just the order in which they're going in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think you're going to do it, yes or no? We are playing Dagenham and Redbridge, so you'd think that would Ooh. be the easiest tie. Well, they they were 3 0 up against Plymouth the other week, weren't they? Mm-hmm. After getting relegated. And then, I can't remember which way round it is, but Accrington and Oxford play Wickham and Stevenage. So, I would, I think everyone's going to win again. Right. I can't see anyone slipping up. Well, you never know. You can think positive. Hopefully. Yeah, and if Bristol Rovers do lose, you just quickly swap Alexis round into your Portsmouth one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Champions League was last night as well. Uh, currently, it's still 1-0 to Real Madrid. Um, last night was Atletico Madrid versus uh, Bayern Munich. Um, Bayern Munich won 2-1 on the night, but Atletico Madrid went through on away goals. Uh, Zabi Lonzo with a free kick. Robert Lewandowski then scored, um, in between which Antoine Griezmann scored. Uh, a rather nifty one-on-one. That was a rather neat goal, wasn't it, Ryan? Yeah, it was, yeah. Pretty good. Bayern Munich, 73% possession and 33 shots, which is probably what you'd expect from Atletico Madrid, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Vidal's always has already come out and blamed ugly football for prevailing. I, I really... Today. I, do you know what? I, in a perverse way, I quite enjoy watching Atletico Madrid play. It's very calculated, isn't it? It's very sort of planned out and not stubborn, but the, they make sure they know what they're doing. It's not like a, let's just keep hitting shots until something sticks. Yeah, it's a. We know what we're playing. Like we need to hold onto the ball, and we're playing in a very controlled manner. Yeah, which is what you want. I do enjoy watching teams defend. And if this had been any other team but mine, I'd have enjoyed it too. Do you remember the, the year when you beat Liverpool two 0 to stop Liverpool? This Gerard Slip game. 
Oh, the Ger- oh, the Gerard slip game. And then yeah. it, that was the Mourinho shush game. Oh, he didn't shush. He just ran down the touchline like a maniac. He did. Well, as soon as you scored that goal and you went 1-0 up, you thought, that's it. There is no way in the world you're going to concede. And it was just literally backs to the wall job for the next 60 minutes, wasn't it? The, the biggest bus you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But I do enjoy watching stuff like that. I do enjoy watching last-ditch defending and teams really, really constant. Because it, it's not a fluke, is it, what Atletico Madrid does? It takes an awful amount of training and an awful amount of concentration um, and an awful amount of coordination between the players. It's, it is fantastic to watch. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Cam? Are you a fan of Atletico Madrid and Simeone? Yeah, I am. But I think it's a bit ironic that, what was it, two years ago, they lost the Champions League final because they didn't have a man on their post. I think no, they've they learned from it. Yeah, they should have listened to us, shouldn't they? They should have. <laughs> uh, well, penalty saves in this. Yano Black save from Thomas Muller. Uh, Manuel Neuer then saved from Fernando Torres. Um, uh, David Alaba had a block volley in injury time. And Lewandowski, almost on the last kick of the game, he sort of took an air shot as well. So... Uh, Pep goes out for his fourth semi-final he's lost um, so I should imagine it could be another Madrid derby in the final yeah it's looking that way isn't it it is isn't it I still think this Real Madrid team aren't much cult I don't know oh. what it is They, I mean they've not conceded a goal at home in the Champions League but you look at the back three they've got well, back four that they've got, because Caravaggio's playing quite well tonight. But you've got Ramos, who's OK. You've got Pepe and Marcello, who are not defenders. And you've got a very inexperienced manager, haven't you, in, in Zidane. I, Roma could have quite easily won that game in the knockout stage. How they didn't is beyond me. Well, with Dzeko is the reason they didn't. Well, but, <laughs> you, know, you could have quite conceivably seen them winning that game, uh, Roma. I don't think they're they're all that great, Real Madrid. No, I think they've they've had a very sort of up and down season haven't they and um, I mean their goal tonight was a bit of a fluke it took a bit of a deflection anyway but it's that thing of they've had one really good game and then one really bad game you Mm. know the Wolfsburg result as well and they're definitely gettable and especially if it's not going to be if it's just a final I think they're they're definitely going to be weak for it yeah what do you think where where do they rank in your remaining three or four Um, I just I don't know how to. I think I think Atletico will win, but I wonder if it will be more because of Simeone drilling into them that they are not going to lose again, rather than what Real Madrid do. And I was I was listening to another football podcast this week, and of course Simeone's been linked to Arsenal in bits and bobs and places. And someone said, "Imagine what Diego Simeone would do to Theo Walcott. <laughs> <laughs> It'd destroy him, wouldn't he?" Um, that would not be a good fit. Uh, no, I don't think it would be a very good fit either. Uh, and also this week, uh, Kosovo and Gibraltar. Um, Gibraltar have, um, uh, or FIFA have been told to be open to uh, Gibraltar application for membership. And Kosovo have been elected to UEFA, uh, which forms a path onto uh, FIFA from there. Now Crimea want to go as well. They, they want to apply for their place in UEFA. Um, anybody got any thoughts on that? Uh, not particularly. No. No. Okay, fair enough. Right, that's Champions League and other bits and bobs. Don't we move on to the this weekend's Premier League fixtures? Um, all decided at the top, of course, but still got the bottom to go. So got the top four as well, really, kind of, haven't we? Uh, Emma, for all time's sake, shall we start with Norwich? Yeah, we can do. Yeah, they're uh, Emma's favourite team, right, in the Premier League. Ah. Um, they're the early kickoff on Saturday on BT Sport against Manchester United in the Steve Bruce derby. Um. 
Norwich have lost their uh, last three. They lost 1-0 to Arsenal at the weekend. Um, Manchester United won four out of six. And, of course, they drew at Leicester at the weekend as well. So, who can see anything like a Norwich win here? <laughs> I guess the Tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> I, think Norwich are, I think they're going down. Do you? Definitely. Yeah. Why? They're not very you, good. But you hate them. <laughs> I don't hate them. Right. I just don't think they're very good okay. at all. <laughs> uh, well, as it stands at the moment, Villa are bottom, of course. You've got Norwich on 31 points, Sunderland on 32, and Newcastle on 33. Um, though Newcastle played a game more. Uh, Norwich's game in hand is at home to Watford next week. I just I can't see them doing I just can't see them staying up. No? Um, especially with you know, the game at the weekend. It, it's going to be such a big ask. I just don't think this squad's got, got what it takes to stay up, unfortunately. Well... Where are United? United are four points off of Manchester City. So is it reasonable to suggest that the Champions League places are beyond them and maybe they're just playing for um, the FA Cup final now? Uh, potentially, yeah. They have a game in hand though, don't they? United do. Well, it's against West Ham next week. Yeah. Where, so, where's that at? Is that at um, Upton Park? or? Uh, yeah. It's at Upton Park. Yeah, so that's, it, that's a tough ask. It's the last time West Ham will play Manchester United on a Tuesday. Oh, up to God. <laughs> Not the farewell tour stuff again, please. Yeah, they're, they're still sort of shifting the old Stephen Gerrard merchandise from last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so does the fact that they've got a game in hand having a bearing at all? I think it keeps the dream alive for them, doesn't it, at the moment? Do you think Norwich are away at Everton in the last game of the season? So conceivably... You can still see Norwich getting six points from this, can't you? Because Everton is still pretty terrible. Yeah, but I don't know if they're that terrible, though. No? No, I think six points is probably a bit beyond them. Um, I can see them getting maybe... Four, I can see them getting a draw against Everton and maybe beating Watford. Um, and they're sort of four points, but six is probably a bit ambitious. Okay. Um... Next, well, let's go to Newcastle then, because they're away at Aston Villa. This is the Steve Stone derby. This is quite a few derbies. This is you could have Steve Watson as well. Um, Villa nearly did it last weekend. They nearly got a win, didn't they? So close, so close. Two Troy Deeney goals in injury time. Mate. They lost three two, but they were almost there. Um, they've not won a game since the sixth of February, where they beat Norwich. Ironic enough. Um, Newcastle got eight points out of their last twelve. Uh, Anybody see anything other than a Newcastle victory? Anyone can anyone see a draw or a plucky Villa win? No. No? No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so we're expecting a Manchester United win, or Nor- we're expecting Norwich to lose, then we're expecting um, Newcastle to win. What about Sunderland at home to Chelsea, Ryan? Uh, it depends if Chelsea decide they're on the beach yet or not. I've got a uh, feeling they will be, you know. I mean, you know, they're, they're safe in the knowledge that they'll stop Tottenham's title run, so... That that's one thing sorted, and now that Leicester are confirmed, they don't really have to worry about that game either. Mm. So, just think, you know, put your feet up. I can't see Sunderland being that much of a challenge. Um, Jermaine Defoe is probably going to be his annoying little self as per usual, um, but I, it's going to be one of those games where I just don't think much is going to happen. Sunderland they're going to try really hard, but Chelsea are probably going to be sort of too resolute to, to do anything about it. So, what do you think a draw? Probably. It depends what the lineup is. It'd be good to see Hiddink just play some youth players. Um, at that point, I wouldn't really mind what the result is. 
uh, if he plays the same people as he played against Tottenham, it'd be a bit of a waste of time. Mm. What about you? What did you reckon? Um, I, I don't know. I could, I think I could see a sneaky Sunderland win there. Do you? I think, yeah. I think, especially with the Jermaine Defoe comment, which is very apt. <laughs> I think he'll. I think he will. It'll probably be like one nil in the 89th minute or something. Okay, so let's take that in mind. So Norwich are going to lose. Um, they're going to be stuck on 31 points. If Sunderland and Newcastle both win, Sunderland are up to 35, Newcastle up to 36. Crystal Palace are only on 39 points. Are they still? Good? Are they still going to get dragged into this? Quite possibly. They're at home um, to Stoke, who it... Stoke appear to be very much on the beach, don't they? Oh, they're they're sipping whatever they're sipping, whatever, and they're just chilling. Mm. Um, I think Crystal Palace, there's a lot of potential to be dragged into it. I think it's probably just beyond them. I think they're just about safe. Um, but it, it, it's getting quite close to that point where if they don't turn up, they could end up having a really nervous last game of the season. What do you think, Emma? Have Crystal Palace's players got one eye on the cup final and take their eye off the Premier League? Definitely. You think they could be dragged back into this, do you? I think they'll... I don't think they'll go down, but I think that, yeah, it'll be a nervy last couple of weeks for them. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Bournemouth and West Brom aren't safe either. Uh, not mathematically. They're both on 41 points, and it's highly unlikely they will get caught. But they play each other this weekend, so whoever gets a result here, or maybe they can even work out some kind of anschluss draw between them, um, they could both be safe. Yeah. Burm- Bournemouth have lost five out of the last six, though. West Brom aren't doing that hot, though, either, though, are they? Uh, no, they've not won since they beat Manchester United 1-0 on the 2nd of March. Are either, yeah. are, are either of these going to get dragged into this, or is it just... I think they're too far ahead at this point to be um, dragged into it. I, I don't think any bad result for either team is going to really put them on edge. No, Sorry, I interrupted you, Emma. What did you say? I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Um, Bournemouth and West Brom? I think it'll be a draw. You reckon? So both of those are going to be safe. They're not going to get dragged into it. Yeah, I think that'll be fine. Yeah, OK. Uh, well, back at the top of the back for fourth then, you've got Manchester City versus Arsenal. Um, Arsenal have beaten since the 2nd of March and won this fixture 2-0 last season. Um, Manchester United have uh, City have won four, drawn one, lost one in their last six. Of course, they lost last weekend, didn't they, Southampton? Yeah. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. Um it depends how the rest of this result goes for City at the moment. I, really, if it turns out to not be what they want, they're probably going to put a bit more focus on the league and try and finish as high as possible. Yeah. Well, they've got two games left. And, you know, United can get to 69 points. Currently, City are on 64. So, um, they have a better goal difference than Arsenal, who are th- three points ahead of them. Arsenal, of course, are only three points behind Tottenham now. Mm. Arsenal could still finish second in amongst all this if Spurs just completely give up. Yeah, that would be... I, I can't see Arsenal doing it just because it's... That's not an Arsenal thing to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's a really interesting sort of last couple of weeks, actually. It doesn't normally seem this tight at the top, second, third and fourth. It's usually quite um, set, really. So it, it's 
one team's going to be left really disappointed, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Emma, did you see any of the Wenger protests last week by the Arsenal fans? Yeah. What did you think? Are they right to... Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's their free speech and everything, but where do you stand on that? Are they right to question him or call for him to go? Um, my um, cousin is an Arsenal fan, Arsenal season ticket holder, mm-hmm. and he hates Wenger mm-hmm. and wants him out. And it's funny listening to the moan, because obviously when you're in League 2 and life is looking really bleak, it, it is quite funny to just listen to them and think, oh, what we do to be there. But mm. I can understand them, and I think that it has probably come to that time, especially after Fergie left. I think everyone sort of just turned around and looked at Wenger like, come on, then it's your turn. I think he has potentially, as much as he's done great, obviously done great things there, I do think it is time for him to move on. And I think maybe he should have done it after he won the FA Cup. When did he, he first win it? Two, three Two years, years ago, ago, yeah. I think maybe then was, I don't think it was going to get better for Wenger at Arsenal after um, that. Do you think Arsenal fans, I seem, I think, seem quite a polite bunch. Do you think there's a, a large number of Arsenal fans who want Wenger to go, but realise all the great stuff he's done for them during the years and feel a bit bad about calling for him to go? Yeah, definitely. But I think they sort of, especially this year when it's been a complete shake of the tradition, and they're still there just chilling in third, not really doing anything. Yeah. I think that must be frustrating for them. Okay, what do you reckon, Ryan? Your um, team's not averse to get rid of their manager and <laughs> fans telling the manager what they think. Um, yeah, I think I think it is time for him to go. And it is that, that thing about um, Leicester. And, you know, you see what Leicester have done in the past how many years compared to last time Arsenal won a title. Uh, a, Premier League title, it is always that comparison. Mm. And, you know, if thinking back on it, you know, this should have been Arsenal's year with, with the other teams around them performing the way they have and the way that the results have turned out. This should really have been Arsenal's year because they, they're normally on the edge and it's sort of a few points between them and the top. And you just think it's such a missed opportunity. And mm. I think that's probably what's hurting Arsenal fans more is that a team like Leicester can come in and, and win the league before they do, just despite everything. Yeah. Okay. And uh, plus it was only, what, last month, month and a half ago, that really they were still there or thereabout. Do you think... Were they ever there or thereabouts? I think so, because it was... A, I think it was about a month ago that it was Tottenham and Spurs. Well, it was when they... Was it when they played each other or a bit before that it was... They were the chasing pack, and then all of a sudden Arsenal dripped off and Spurs pushed on. Yeah, I suppose because they beat Leicester, didn't they? Back on it was Valentine's Day, as I'm sure you both remember. Um, they beat Leicester, didn't they, in the last minute? Of course, Leicester have been unbeaten since then. I think if you can do the double over the champion, over and that was that what two out of three losses they've had. Yeah, and you're still not winning the league. Something needs to change. Yeah. Okay, uh, right. Well, West Ham versus Swansea is next. This is the remember this is the Chico Flores uh, getting laughed at by Big Sam Derby. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, West Ham won this fixture three one last season. Remember, there's two rather stonking Andy Carroll headers. Um, yeah. And West Ham unbeaten since the sixth of February. And they've had back to back wins versus 
West Brom and Watford. And of course, Swansea beat Liverpool 3-1 last weekend. So, Emma, how do you reckon this one's going to turn out? West Ham will win. Convincingly or...? Yeah. Yeah? Are they still in the hunt for the top four? Mm, no. No? Well, they're two points ahead of... Um, Two points ahead of Southampton, who are in seventh, and they are a point behind Manchester United. And of course, they play each other next week. So, I've got a feeling would, would either of these two teams want Europa League football? Manchester United and West Ham? I think West Ham would more than uh, Manchester United would. Um, West Ham, I think they were in the. Qualifying stages at the start of the season. It was I like believe, second they, of July. It started, wasn't it? Yeah, but they they didn't um, end up going through to the group stage. I think West Ham have got the squad now to to build on and to. I think Europa League would be a, the right step for them now at this point to sort of, you know, let their players get some more experience um, in European competitions. Um, and I think they've got the squad to get through those qualifying stages. So if they do have to go through that sort of problem, uh, I think they've got the squad to deal with it. And like the start of the season was a bit sort of, um, obviously, you know, players weren't really ready and no one really knew what was going on with it. Mm. Okay. Um, well, next we've got Leicester, uh, Leicester City. Did I write Leicester? I did. I, I forgot the C in LCFC. So I thought it was Liverpool <laughs> versus Everton. No, this is Leicester versus Everton. Of course, this is the um, Stefan Freund getting strangled by Duncan Ferguson derby, a game I was actually at, and it was brilliant fun. Um, the champions unbeaten since February the 14th which is what we just mentioned a minute ago wasn't it the game against Arsenal uh, Everton beat Bournemouth last weekend ending a run of two losses and three draws is he dead man walking Emma Roberto Martinez yeah 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 I think so do you think this is going to resolve before the end of the season or after mm, I would like to think after I think I think Everton is the sort of club where they would let him resign rather than sack him. Yeah, and I don't think they would. They have no need to do it now. No, you might as well see the end of the season out and then let him fall on his sword. What do you reckon, Ryan? Yeah, he's definitely a dead man walking. I, I can imagine that sort of a couple of days after the final game, or even up, sort of even a couple of hours after the final game, there's a statement where it's like Roberto Martinez and, and Everton have parted ways by mutual consent, or you know something where it's not like we've let them go. Imagine um, sacking your manager about ten minutes after the final game of the season, Ryan. Well, <laughs> uh, it's definitely something that I think. What kind of club, obviously... what kind of shitty club does a thing like that? Eh? It's it's the worst, really. It is. It's just <laughs> horrible. Um, but yeah, I think Everton are the type of club to give him at least some respect and sort of let him see out the final game. And he'll put, I'm sure he'll know it's his final game. Yeah, I, I can't see a world where he's the manager at the start of the next season. It doesn't make any sense to keep him there. Okay. Um, and in the big game, it's still Maidstone two, uh, Truro City nil. <laughs> I've no idea how the Champions League going. How is that going? Is it still 1-0, is it? It is. Um, and there was an excellent moment earlier was where... The Ronaldo handball? <laughs> the Ronaldo basketball dunk yeah. is what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is he not going to get booked for that? Or I think he'd already been given offside, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think, I think he had. But originally <laughs> I was just like, that's just cheeky. I'm beyond belief. <laughs> uh, okay, so Spurs versus Southampton. Um, of course, when you lose the league in such a dramatic fashion, as they did on Monday... Uh, I'm sure what you really need is to face the fans and the club that you left last summer, don't you, Emma? 
Yeah, I'm sure they'll have a few uh, choice words to say about him. I think they will. I, I, I don't think he left too nastily, did he, Pochettino? They don't like him. Don't they? No, because he said he was leaving to win the league, which Southampton fans believe he could have done with them, of course. Well, uh, you would say that's an entirely reasonable thing after what Leicester, wouldn't you? No. No? Well, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'll move on quickly from that one. Uh, how do you think this one's going to go? I, uh, I think Spurs... I mean, first of all, they've got Deli Alley injured. They might even have a few more injured by the time the weekend uh, um, banned by the time the weekend comes around. Um, I've written Spurs response question mark. I don't think they've got one. I think this is not the stuffing out of them personally. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I really want to almost be proved wrong, and I want them to come out and actually win the game, um, mainly because of the sort of the impact it could have on the Euros. I don't, I don't really want Harry Kane to sort of be. You know, miserable on the plane. Um, Did you see his um, uh, his lion banter with Jamie Vardy? Oh, Jamie yeah. Vardy! Jamie Vardy is such a hero, isn't he? A racist hero. Well, that's <laughs> at some less, point. Less so, said about that, the better. I <laughs> someone did say that um, this whole Leicester City thing started with a racist orgy because it did, didn't it? Oh, yeah, of course it did. Um, Nigel Pearson's son got sacked from Leicester City because he was involved in that racist orgy in the post-season tour in Thailand. Nigel Pearson stuck up for his son and left, and that's when they pointed Claudio. Hmm. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. I think they might miss that bit out when it comes to making the film. Yeah, well, when they do the season review, they'll probably just be like, oh, the season started when we hired Claudio Ranieri. Nothing <laughs> happened before that. Or do you think when they make the film with this, it'll be like the, the first scene will be the actual orgy itself? It'd be a good intro to the movie, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> and then it would sort of cue across the Nigel Pearson with his head in the ground, ostrich style. <laughs> um, Emma, is Southampton going to win this one? Um, Are you going to be rooting for those yeah. boys? No, I'm not rooting for them, <laughs> but I think if this game had happened last week, it could have been one of the most entertaining games. Yeah. Um, because I think they've both been potentially the two most entertaining teams this season. But yeah. I just think Spurs will... I think Southampton will be lucky if they don't come out still wanting to break legs. Oh, you think, really? I just think they won't care. I just think they'll be done with it. Oh, really? Or you think they might just think, if we're going down, we're going to take everybody with us? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think they'll be sloppy. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Well, I look forward to that one. Uh, and then finally, Liverpool versus Watford. This is the biggest derby of all. This is the John Barnes derby. Uh. Um, the first meeting at Anfield in the league in 10 years. Uh, Liverpool won that one 2 0. Zabby Alonso and Craig Bellamy. Whatever happened to them? That's rolled about the years there, isn't that it? That is. Oh, that was a hell of a team. I'm going to get all misty eyed now. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Liverpool won three out of the last five. Of course, they had that loss to Swansea. I don't know that. Does that loss to Swansea count? Seeing as it's come between the Europa League games, every game counts. Uh, it does, but <laughs> you do drop an awful lot of players sometimes, don't you? Well, yeah. No, I think it, it's one of those things where it he made the decision, and that that the result was it. You know, that's how it went. Really, I just 
Not much Liverpool can really do at this point anyway, I don't believe. Are they pushing for anything? Uh, no, well, they're uh, seven points ahead of Chelsea and two behind Southampton. So I don't really... They, they sort of are where they are, aren't they? Emma, how do you think Liverpool can do tomorrow night in the Europa League against Villarreal, the Yellow Submarines? I don't... I have absolutely no idea. I don't think I've watched them in Europe once this season, I'm afraid. No? You're all CBeebies no. now, are you? <laughs> yeah. What do you, you watching the CBeebies? Um, well, I try and watch Mr. Tumble, but he gets on my nerves. But they all, they're just all a little bit too in your face. I'm not really a big fan. No, well, you've got it for about the next five, six years. So get, get used <laughs> to it. They're all just so happy. They are, aren't they? It is really annoying. The only thing that used to keep me going was I, was, I used to quite fall in love with Kerry a little bit. Is she still on I it? Like, I, don't, I don't think so. She's I quite the... like the ones that don't speak. The ones that don't speak. Oh, Kerry's yeah, a blonde one. presenter. The one with the one with one arm. Oh, I have no idea. She, I don't think so. No, she's moved on, is she? <laughs> well, my children have now moved on to CBBC, so I get cool things like horrible histories now. Probably better. Yeah, it is. Honestly, it's a million times better. You don't get. I've heard really good things about that actually. Horrible history. It's really good yeah. fun. You should watch it because it's just it's quite a laugh, and there's quite a few adult things in there as well. It's not entirely aimed at children. But yeah, you don't get spoken to like everyone's happy for their entire lives. Um, Ryan, do you think Liverpool are going to win tomorrow versus Villarreal? They're 1-0 down, aren't they, on aggregate? Uh, yeah, I think, they've, I think they'll turn it around. Um, again, I haven't watched much of Villarreal this season, so I don't know what their performance is going to be like. But especially after the last time they put themselves in a bit of a bad position. I think Liverpool have got enough to turn it around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right, well, that brings us to the end of our Premier League round. It also brings us to the end of our podcast. Um, anything either of you want to say that we haven't mentioned? No. No, Ryan? No, not to my knowledge. Um, the, actually, the only thing that I would think of is um, I'm currently stuck in the race for Liga Adelante, um, because I follow a team called Real Oviedo, who are fan-owned, and I actually have a share in them. Oh, you bought one of the shares, did you? Yes, I nearly I'm did one of those I, people. I nearly did, and I forgot all about it. Uh, I, think, I know they're doing another round at some point soon. Oh, um, okay. But they're, they're fourth, actually, and they've just been promoted to that league, so it could be very, very soon mm. that they're in the Liga BBVA with the big boys. Oh, excellent. So if anyone's listening and is a fan or a shareholder, let us know, because it's really cool. I think it's a really good community to be in. I, I Yeah, I felt very annoyed with myself for not getting around to doing it. So, yeah, I'm very jealous of you. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like, oh, I own part of a football club. <laughs> uh, do, you with... own, do you own part of a football club? Uh, my dad owns a share in Portsmouth. I was going to say, have you got one? No, I don't have one. No? Okay. Um, how's your new star soccer going, Ryan? I started a new one, actually. Did you? Because <laughs> you, when you said you get more points for staying at the, sort of the lower leagues, yeah. I decided to, to, to do that, and I, it's going a lot better for me. Oh, it's great. When you stick the whole way through, I'm with Gloucester City. I've made 159 appearances and scored 222 goals. <laughs> I'm currently 30 points clear in the league. Well, there league you go, two. then. Honestly, it's good. Emma, you've got a lot of time in your hands. You don't do anything all day as a mum. You should play this. What is it? New Star Soccer. 
what do you do? Well, it's like a football game, but you control, instead of controlling the football club and guiding them through the leagues, you control one player and you guide him through the leagues. All right. It's very addictive. It's stupidly <laughs> addictive. You'll find yourself neglecting your child for playing this. <laughs> I, I do mine anyway. Okay. Uh, right, so no one's got anything else to mention other than uh, Rail Oviedo and New Star Soccer. Um, thank you ever so much for joining us, Ryan. Thank you. If people want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, my Twitter handle is at the Ryan Goodman. Okay. Emma, brilliant to have you back. Nice to be back. Can you come back again soon? Yeah. Yeah? And stick a bit of whiskey in your baby's milk and... <laughs> <laughs> she is snoring away. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I hate you. Honestly, my, my eldest got up at four o'clock in the morning last night because she had a bad dream about zombies in the classroom. Oh no! We um, my mother-in-law looked after her last week, and when she handed her back to me, she said, "You will never have an easier baby than this." Oh, really? Well, do yourself a favour. Don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> this is as good as it's going to get. Oh, well, that is the possibility now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody wants any parenting tips, how do they follow you on Twitter? M Webs. Ah, okay. Um, issue 12 of the Football Pink has uh, recently come out. There's lots of fantastic articles in that. There's a really, really good one from Laura about football in Bangladesh. Really good one uh, from Laura sometimes on this podcast. Um, if you want to get a hold of that, you go to footballpink.net and get in touch with Mark and buy your own copy. Um, manofthepost.com is the website here. We're always on the lookout for new writers. If you want to write for us, please get in touch. If you get in touch at chris at manofthepost.com, pitch is your idea and we'll stick something up on the website. Um, at Man of the Post is the Twitter account. I don't think there's going to be a show this weekend, but if you subscribe through Acast and subscribe through iTunes, then um, it will automatically appear on your uh on your iPod or your iPhone. I think other phones are available, though I don't like to hear of them. Um, if you subscribe, it will appear through there. You rate and review us. Any five-star reviews are more than gratefully received. We really, really appreciate them. Any other feedback, get in touch with us as well. Um, thank you ever so much, chaps. Thanks. Thank you. And all that remains to be said is always keep your man on the post. Man on the post.